listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Your Pizza Shop, located at 1200 8th Avenue Southwest in Largo, offers a great selection of personalized pizzas, pastas, and calzones, as well as delicious wings, subs, salads, and tasty desserts. Enjoy the relaxing atmosphere and scenic view overlooking Pinecrest Golf Course. Remember, for the finest pizza anywhere, takeout, delivery, or catering, call 581-1101. That's 581-1101. Or order online at yourpizzashop.com. He's a bum. I ain't no bum. I'm Barack Obama. Who solicits donations and investments in a fresh air environment. That's what I said. He's a bum. The movers must have picked up his box by mistake. This is my house. And I live here. We've got to protect our phony baloney job, gentlemen. We must do something about this immediately. 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 Harumph. 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 I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. Harumph. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hi, this is John Force, and you're listening listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You do it better than me. You do it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's always a good promo right there, just in itself. I'm John Force, and uh, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run to your computer and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in sparkling downtown Clearwater. Actually, it's an overcast day. Uh, be sure to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us ah, on Facebook. And run back to our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, and uh, check out uh, our events page, because there's a lot of cool stuff going on here for the next three or four weeks. And... Go to our stuffs page, and uh, I think we got a few shirts left, some decals, and then uh, we're coming out with our new stuff. So, anyway, welcome. Hey, Cedric, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. I'm doing just great. You're doing just great? Yeah. How's the little one doing? She's she's doing pretty good, too. So, uh, she's what, now three months, right? Uh, going on three months. Going on three months. Well, that's good. Well, the best of luck to you, and happy being a daddy. Thank you. I'd say happy Father's Day, but that's not that's about yeah, eight months away. Yeah, we gotta, we got to wait. But Thanksgiving, Turkey Day's coming up. <laughs> Yes. Yes, okay. And we're thankful for nostalgic radio and cars. Absolutely. Well, we're thankful for a lot of things. We're thankful that, uh, we ho- we're hopeful that America goes back to being America. How about that one? Yeah, probably not going to happen any- <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what do we got going on this weekend? This weekend, we have Moultrie, the 22nd through the 24th, up in Moultrie, Georgia. So we may be uh, trekking it up there. Next weekend, we got the Turkey Rod Run. That's the 28th through the 1st. 
And also that same weekend in Orlando, which is kind of cool because if you're in Daytona, you can just run back over to uh, to uh, Orlando and go to the Festivals of Speed event. In fact, Sunday the 1st is the big day at the Ritz-Carlton. Okay, and, 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 and I have some tickets. So, you know, we need a drum roll, Cedric. We have a drum roll handy? You know, one of those little things? Oh, wow. You know, that, I caught you off guard there, didn't That's I? That's okay. I can get one. Okay, we'll get something. Or like, hey, you know, something like that. But anyway, um, I have tickets available for Festival Speed. So if you're the ninth and the 13th caller, give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. I have two sets of tickets to Festivals of Speed in Orlando next weekend, okay? And then, of course, in uh, December... We have at Sebring, HSR is putting on the Sebring Historics, okay? So that's the 5th through the 8th. And then also on the uh, 8th down in Fort Myers, Florida is Hot Rods and Hogs. Huge, huge car show. In fact, our beloved Cammy Edelbrock will be down there signing autographs. So uh, Radio Rob, if you're listening to the show, I might even strap you to my roof rack on my excursion and carry you on down there, and you can personally meet Cammy Edelbrock. And I'll take a picture of you. I'll, I'll take you off the roof first, and then uh, you know I'll escort you inside, and you can get your picture with Cam Edelbrock. Okay. So, hey, guess what? Good news. You know who's coming on next week? Next week we got Stacy David from Gears TV coming on, and the weekend after that we've got Sean and Esna from Farm Truck. I don't know if you guys are from this new TV show, but it's about this guy's got this beat up old seventy Chevrolet pickup truck. With a big old rat motor in it, which is a 454 Chevrolet for all you non-Chevrolet guys. And this thing's got some serious, serious horsepower. It's got some serious nitrous on it, okay? And uh, this truck runs 10s. His his big debut came, I think, when he uh, ran 1070s on pinks all at one time. And that caught everybody off guard because they see this old beat-up Chevy pickup truck coming in with a... You know, fog light hanging off of it and a mirror hanging off the side of it and a coat hanger on it for an antenna and, and a camper box on the back, you know, and, you know, like, hey, what's this thing going to do, you know? Like, pull the front wheels off the ground. But it had a big set of stickies on it, so, you know, you knew it was going to do something. Well, I had an opportunity to meet Sean at, uh, at um, what was I saying? Oh, SEMA, two weeks ago when I was out there, and uh, Sean was there. And, in fact, if you go to our podcast page, uh, not our podcast page, but if you go to Facebook, there's a picture of... Uh, Sean chasing me around his truck with a net because he carries his fish net. But it's usually Sean, his buddy As, uh, Asna, and his little dog Louise, okay? And she rides in the truck with him, usually when they're going down the track. You know, As is the kind of the mouthpiece. He kind of walks around and says, hey, look, As, you know, you want to race this old beat-up old Chevy truck? And they have a tendency to kind of, well, you know, everybody that's done any street racing, you're probably familiar with the term sandbagging. And I don't mean putting bags of sand in the trunk. You pick and choose who you're going to race. You know, you're not going to run up against an eight-second street car. You're going to find cars that are going to run a little bit slower than you are, and then you just kind of going to pass them just enough to kind of win the race. You know what I mean? You let them take off first, and then you run them down. There's all kinds of techniques. I mean, I'm, I used to street race. But anyway, so when he comes on the show, I'm looking forward to it because we'll be talking about some serious street racing. And, of course, like I said, next week we got Stacey David coming on, and we're going to be talking about some of his cool projects and the fact that he moved his TV show to a new TV program. I think it's called Map TV, so uh, that should be kind of exciting because now he's all over the place. Plus, he's also streamed on the Internet as well, so that's really, really cool. Anyway, we got a great show for you tonight. We got three guests coming on, okay? And uh, got a gentleman coming on from, uh, we'll, we'll keep it a surprise. We got one guy coming on from Arizona. We got another guy coming on from North Carolina. And I have another gentleman that may be coming on here in a few seconds from Las Vegas, okay? So, but uh, while Cedric's on the phone right now trying to get our, guy, our guest on, 
I will sit there and tell you about what we did this weekend. This past weekend, we had Zephyr Hills Fall Festival over there. And it was really kind of cool. Matter of fact, if you go to our Facebook page, there's a picture of me, you know, roaming around there. But I also had the opportunity to meet the two girls that were the stars in the movie American Graffiti. So Cindy Williams was there and Candy Clark. And if you remember Candy Clark, she was kind of like the girl that was kind of hanging out with Toad. And if you remember Toad, he was the goofy little guy with the big ears that borrowed... Uh, I call him O.P. Richie Cunningham. I can't even think of the name of his character in the movie. Do you remember, Cedric, what uh, what his character was? Ron Howard's character's name was in the movie American wow. Graffiti? I should know that. I'm going to have to look. You're going to have to look. But anyway, so uh, that was Candy Clark. And, of course, Cindy Williams was uh, Ron Howard's girlfriend in the movie. And, of course, at the very end, when she uh, got in the car with Falfa, who was Harrison Ford, when they were in the 55 Chevrolet. And, of course, they ran down there and they did that little street race out there outside of Modesto, California, which actually is not too far from where I used to live, where I grew up. Modesto's on the other side of... Um, uh, Marin County. It's actually just north of Oakland and the East Bay area. And you were talking about American Graffiti, right? American Graffiti, the movie, y- yeah. Yeah, it says he was Steve. Steve, is that what his name is? That's what it says. Okay. And Cindy Williams was Lori. Was Lori. Okay. And Candy Clark, what was her name in the movie? Debbie. Debbie. Okay. And what was Toad's name in the movie? Uh, Toad? Well, that was his nickname. I'm looking. And of course, Bo Hopkins was in there. As a matter of fact, all Bo Hopkins will join Candy Clark and Cindy Williams at Turkey Rod Run. They'll be signing autographs there, too. So it was kind of cool. And I invited them all to be on our radio show. So we may have a American Graffiti special. So that'll be kind of cool. At any rate, um, so anyway, festivals are the, uh, the uh, festivals, uh, Zephyr Hills Fall Festival, I should say. They had a car auction going on over there, obviously, and they had, uh, I don't know, maybe 150 cars. There was a couple cool pieces over there. There was a really neat 72 Grand Prix over there that a couple of us were eyeballing, and uh, it was just kind of neat. It was an SJ model, bucket seat console. It was kind of a funky color. It was actually kind of a rare, eh, let's call it an orange, you know, kind of like a pumpkin orange, actually right in time for uh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Anyway, um, it was a nice car. It had a set of uh, honeycombs on it, 15-inch honeycombs, which was an option. You know, and um, which you could get on your lawns, lawns, or you could get on the Trans Ams. And uh, so I had a set of those on it. But other than that, real nice stock looking car, no vinyl top, uh, just a clean piece. Had a little bit of a uh, nice little sound to it, had some nice mufflers on it. I don't know what that car went for, but if I had to guess, you know, any of your GM Intermediate, 68 to 72, you know, uh, non non really high performance cars are probably going to pull, you know, 12 to 15. 17, 18 grand, you know, like Malibu's, Le Mans's, GP's, although they're kind of a cool car. Really what a Grand Prix is, is a really luxurious Le Mans or GTO. And actually, you could get those cars in 68. Actually, they've all been, since day one, you could get a Grand Prix with a four-speed. Even up until 1972, for sure, 73, 74, they went to, they had the Grand Prix, but they also had a Grand M. I've never seen a four-speed in a Grand Prix, but I have seen four-speeds in Grand M's which are kind of rare cars. In fact, there's a guy here in uh, Palm Harbor that's got two of them. So those are kind of cool cars. So keep your eyes open. You know, people people always ask me, you know, what kind of car should I be looking for? What should I buy? What's the next big uh, big moneymaker? Well, it's hard to say, but I'll, the rule of thumb, two doors and a four-speed, you cannot go wrong. Two doors, factory. Let me be explicit about that. Factory four-speed car. Even if you throw a four-speed, four-gear, four-hooker, handshaker, whatever you want to call it, they're always going to bring a premium over an automatic. An automatic is just, sorry, it's just... They might do good in the drag strip, you know. That's kind of where they their big claim to fame was, you know, because they were a little quicker. And, of course, you know, with the advent and the improvement and uh, transmission technology and shift kits and stuff like that. But nothing beats a four-speed. In fact, if you go to most car shows, most auctions, you know, four-speed could be 25% of the value. So think about that. On a $20,000 car, a four-speed car is worth five Gs more. So anyway, 
That's my dissertation on that. And uh, oh, I think we got our guest on the line. Okay, well, let me tell you a little bit about this gentleman. Um, I was kind of cruising around on the internet like I do from time to time, and I ran across this really interesting website. It's kind of a directory for high rods and muscle cars. It's called Muscle Cars of America, and it's based out of Las Vegas. And I would like to take uh, the opportunity right now to welcome Jim Matthews to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Jim, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, tell us a little bit about your website. Give us kind of like a uh, synopsis of what all it, uh, what it does. Well, it's uh, basically a directory of uh, businesses and services that cater to the hot rod, street rod, and muscle car enthusiasts. Also, the folks that like the classic and vintage cars, too. And uh, in the directory, it's set up similar to a neighborhood telephone directory with different categories for the businesses and services. And you get online there and go into the directory, and you can hopefully find what you're looking for. If not, they can always call us, and we can try to track down a you know a provider for them. Uh, we also include our blog, which we place conveniently on the homepage, where everybody can see the articles that have been submitted by uh, customers and guest post uh, bloggers. You know, people like that, and the articles are always timely with information and content about hot rods, street rods, or muscle cars. And uh, to further get the word out about the website, we'll uh, print the website in total on CDs every six months, and then we'll pass them out at the trade shows and car shows that we attend and things like that. Pretty much it in a nutshell. Okay, now you, but you have more than one. There's muscle cars, and then what else do you do? Well, we also have another website, uh, MuscleTrucksOfAmerica.com, MuscleBikesOfAmerica.com for the motorcycle enthusiasts, and we have Muscle Boats of America for the boating enthusiasts, and one that we're in the construction phase right now, Muscle Off-Road of America, and that's for the four-wheelers, the ATV guys, the Jeepsters, and you know, people that like to get out in the boonies and go do some boondocking. Our uh, parent uh, company, if I can use that word, is Aviation Services Directory. And uh, for 65 years, it was in print as the Aviation Telephone Directory that serviced the aviation industry in North America. And then in 2002, we started putting everything online and publishing it also on CD. And then in 2005, we stopped publishing the phone book altogether, and now it's strictly on the Internet. And uh, all of these other websites are an offshoot from the aviation website. A lot of private pilots and corporate pilots, uh, you know, in their spare time, they'll either be riding motorcycles or they'll be fixing up their hot rods or street rods or, you know, restoring a vintage or classic car. So all of them just kind of tie in and course everybody that rides fast drives fast might go boating fast too so we got the jet boat side of it as well and then the off-roading is bringing up the rear so to speak okay now if somebody wants to run an ad in there how did it go about doing that and what kind of uh what kind of um fees do you have well if they want to uh list their company if they're in one of the you know in this business uh they can go to one of our websites click on the advertising button at the top and then as that opens up, it'll display as you scroll down the different types of ads that we have, the different types of listings we have. And the price will range anywhere from oh, $275 up to uh, $2,500 for a full-on global ad. And the global ads appear on every single page of the entire website. And those costs are per year. They're not per month or through rates or anything like that. We uh, have priced our ads. Uh, you know, so everybody can afford it. And then uh, if they, you know, can't uh, pay for their ads all at once, we even have a finance program, which we call the Baker's Dozen, 
and that's where they make a down payment for the year, and then we bill a credit card of theirs automatically for the next 12 months, and no interest. And that makes it uh, quite affordable for the smaller mom-and-pop companies out there. Now, and uh, if they opt to do an ad, we design the ads for them at no additional charge. If they want to change their ad copy during the year or have us build a whole brand new ad, we do that as well at no additional charge. There's no uh, graphic fees or anything like that. That's an ongoing dirge of the internet industry. So, what would you say your uh, your your exposure is? I mean, if you had to guess, now you guys have been around for what about six years doing the uh, the muscle car thing, right? Yes. Uh, for those out there that are listening that are familiar with Alexa, they can go on Alexa and type in musclecarsofamerica.com, and they'll see that we are ranked within the United States in the 20,000s and globally in the 50,000s, uh, which is quite significant considering the fact that we are a niche website, and uh, we are geared and targeted towards a very, very specific audience. Uh, I would say that that... Uh, speaks volumes about how well we are received. Your, um, and in that, go ahead. Uh, we are averaging, depending on the time of year, uh, we'll average a range of 50 to 65, 70,000 visitors a day, which will translate to about 200 to 250,000 page views a day. Uh, the average visitor stays on our website for 19 minutes, and the average uh, reader also views about 19 pages on the website. So pretty significant, I, I would say. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm on the directory page right now. And just for my listeners, you know, I want to tell you guys that guess what? Hey, yours truly, I went ahead and talked to Jim today and I kind of signed up. Now they have a, a, a basic program that you can get just a listing on there. So for example, if you look on the directory, it's got, you know, abrasive accessories, activities, aftermarket OEM parts, uh, aircraft, it's got auto rebuilding, it's got uh, Lincoln parts and accessories, and it's got uh, media, for example, which uh, yours truly went ahead and put a little ad on media, podcasts, radio, internet, and so on. And then, of course, under appraisers, I went ahead and put a little listing under there, so you can go check that out. So here's a testimony for me that I think this is a pretty neat website, and I think this has got some great uh, possibilities and some great exposure for all of those guys in the car business. If you've got a business, you know, this is an opportunity for you to get a little bit more exposure. So go ahead and check out this uh, website here that Jim's uh, telling us about. And uh, Jim, uh, you want to go ahead and plug it one more time? Sure. It's musclecarsofamerica.com. Now, for the business owners out there that would like to advertise with us, it's, I, have, I tell this to everybody. The key to success in advertising in the Internet world today is take advantage of the blog posting. You send us an article to post, we guarantee to have it posted within an hour. And the reason we guarantee it is because we have Google and Yahoo coming in and indexing every single page of the entire website three times a day. So... Today's blogging is yesterday's direct mail, but uh, today's blogging works a lot quicker. It's a lot cheaper. You can get the word out to a much broader audience for a lot less money. So they have to keep that in mind. Blogging is very important. Now, if they are the kind of guy that is, maybe they're not a writer, they can't write well, well, then we can talk on the phone. We'll get, I'll get ideas about what they want to say. And a lot of the content we can actually pull right off their website, too, to build an article for them. And then any blogs that include photos and videos are also much more visible to the search engines. And that'll help them in their search engine uh, results as well. Super, super. 
All right, Jim. Hey, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes and jumping on board here with us at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And the next time I'm out in Vegas for SEMA, I'll stop by and see you. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Okay, take care. Hey, everybody, be sure and check out Muscle Cars of America. I can tell you, I think it's going to be a cool website. I'm on there, so you should be on there. Hey, we're going to go to a little commercial break, and then we're going to bring our next guest on. We've got a fun-filled evening packed full of goodies for you. So stick around. Oh, hey, look, we got a little Uriah Heap. How about some easy living while we still can? Uriah Heap. Hey, you're listening to Nostalgia Radio and Cars? We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. This is a thing I've never known before. It's called easy living. This is a place I've never seen before, and I've been forgiven. Easy living, and I've been forgiven since you Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my good friend, William Helfrich. He's a lawyer, and a darn good one at that. He specializes in medical malpractice, social security issues, and probate. His credentials are exceptional. He is a former JAG, yes, a military lawyer, sworn to uphold the law to the highest ethical standards. For over 20 years, he was an attorney for the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Give Bill a call at 727-831-5312. That's 727-831-5312. Let William Helfrich help you make informed legal choices. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. 
And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Hi, this is Etzel Ford with the Ford Motor Company, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's time to bring on our second guest for the evening. This gentleman here is well-known in the Ford world. Really, truly an expert, okay? He's a mechanical engineer. He's actually been in the reproduction parts business for a long time, but he's best known for the originator of the Commodity Report. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show this evening, Kevin Marty. Kevin, are you there? Hey, good. Robert, uh, nice to talk with you. How you doing? Now, you're way out in Arizona. <laughs> yes, we are. Now, when you're at the SEMA show, sorry we missed you. Well, well I was at SEMA. Were you there? Uh, we didn't make it this year. Oh, we okay. normally do, but um, things came up. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the Marty Report. Give us a little bit of background on Kevin Marty. What's Kevin Marty all about and uh, how he got into the, I mean, obviously you're a car guy, you know, and I know I was reading your bio. You almost went to the Brand X side of that. Uh, I, I did. I came real close to it. When I turned 16, I had my heart set on getting a Camaro or a Chevelle and uh, went with a friend looking and looking for months, couldn't find anything. One day uh, elicited my uh, mom's help. She dug out the newspaper. Uh, cars were filed in alphabetical order. She went down the uh, you know, the uh, want ads, picked out about 10 cars to look at, said, get in the car, let's go. Now, all through the day, we uh, kept looking and looking at uh, one more Camaro after another, one more Chevelle after another. Couldn't find anything uh, worthwhile. Got to the last car on the list, and my mom had uh, run past the Chevelles and gotten into the Cougars. And I said, not, not a Cougar, Mom, and uh, yet... Uh, she said, let's go look at the car. I looked at the car. I saw it. I bought it. I still have it. And on that little mistake, my whole life turned. That's amazing. What kind of Cougar was it? Uh, 67 uh, Cougar XR7. Uh, it uh, uh, it started out life as a hardtop. They didn't build convertibles uh, that year. But uh, it's funny, you were just talking about American Graffiti. Uh, the uh, movie was out right at that time. And uh, Suzanne Summers, of course, played the uh, the blonde and the bird. And uh, we used to cruise Central uh, here in town, and there was the equivalent of the uh, Suzanne Summers driving a 70 Cougar uh, convertible. And uh, she said to me, yeah, that car would have looked great as convertible. Too bad they couldn't, uh, uh, too bad you couldn't do that. Well, that was kind of like Marty McFly hearing uh, <laughs> a threat there. I. Uh, I graduated from high school on uh, June 12th, 75. The next day, Friday the 13th, I went over to my girlfriend's house, got out a saw, and I cut the roof off my car. Did you really? I really did. Uh, I couldn't open the doors after that. Uh, see, I didn't have my mechanical engineering training yet to uh, realize how much of the uh, uh, structure is. Uh, that roof uh, has a whole lot of... Uh, Integrity. Yeah, and... Um, so that uh, I had to do the Dukes of Hazard jumping into the car for a while until I uh, bought a couple of Mustang convertibles, uh, tore them apart, and welded all the parts in to to make it a convertible that uh, fully functions. And as I say, I still have the car to this day. Well, now that's interesting. Let me ask you a question. You remember Super Ford magazine? Oh yeah. There was an article in there way back then about some guy that took a '67 '68 Cougar and made that a convertible. Was, was that you? That was me. No kidding. Uh, oh, I knew John Paradise real good. and uh, um, Yeah, John had me uh, do that article uh, about the car. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That, look, what, a, what an amazing small world. You know, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, 
Yep. So that anyway, that turned me into the uh, uh, Ford guy that I am today. And uh, with uh, with time, I developed a relationship with uh, with Ford Motor Company. Started out with uh, stripe kits, and eventually uh, discovered that they still had production records. In that uh, in that discovery, I uh, asked them if it would be possible to uh, get a license to uh, to have those production records and of course, after it went through all kinds of uh, uh, departments at Ford that included, like, the accounting department, marketing department, and, of course, the big one, legal department, and uh, uh, everybody gave a thumbs up. And so to this day, we we have the production records of every single Ford, Lincoln, and Mercury vehicle built since 1967. It's over 120 million vehicles, and we can basically tell you almost anything about uh, the way those cars were produced, each individually and, uh, and of course, collectively, because what people are always wanting to know is things like, how rare is my car? Was my car one of uh, whatever? You hear those numbers thrown out all the time in the, uh, in the, in the world. I, I see people saying, uh, yeah, my Corvette's uh, uh, one of 25. And I think, how in the world do you have any idea? Uh, in our particular case, though, with, uh, uh, because Ford kept the records, we actually can tell. Uh, whether that car is a one of one or a one of whatever. Would it be fair to say, you know, because you've had a little exposure with with all brands to some extent, but would it be fair to say that in terms of Ford and decoding a Ford, that they're probably the easiest car to kind of, all right, we know it's a 302, we know it's a four-speed, we know it's a burgundy car, we know it had a deluxe interior, we know it had a tilt kickaway column, you know, and so on and so on and so on. Would it be... Fair to say that Ford is is an easier car to decode. Now, maybe I went a little extreme with the, the you know with the 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 tilt kickaway, but the deluxe interior, the color, the mode, the train, and the rear end, and stuff like that—that's all in the data plate. It's on the on the door on a Ford. But on the, other cars true. don't have that. Uh, that's correct. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, of course, the trouble is uh, people have been faking door data plates for uh, a quarter of a century too. So. Just because you see a plate on the car doesn't guarantee that's how the car was uh, born, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's the beauty of the of the Marty Report. You can yeah, the uh, I have a friend Austin Craig. He calls it the truth detector. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's it's a way of telling how was this car originally made. Now the when you started out early on you were working you were a mechanical engineer for a aeronautical company correct if i that's read that's correct okay and somewhere i read near that you were actually kind of producing reproducing parts but to a high standard you know cuz you it was actually you started this kind of like before everybody kind of else did right so yeah i was uh, i was doing goofy things like going to wrecking yards uh, and saying uh, yeah, could I have that? Uh, I'd, I'd like to buy these uh, spark plug wires I pulled off this car. And, and the guy would either tell me to get out of there, or he'd say, yeah, just take them. The, uh, they thought it was nuts. Well, as it, it got harder to find all these original Autolite and uh, Fomoco-type parts, uh, so I started uh, uh, still working at uh, Sperry Flight Systems at the time, and there were machinists there. I would... Uh, need a particular part for my car, I'd draw up the uh, uh, specs for the car, uh, for the part, and uh, one of those machinists would uh, make the part, I'd put it on the car, I'd take it to uh, some national car show, everybody else would see it and say, hey, where'd you get that? Can I get one? And 
I got so much of that that with time I decided, uh, yeah, I'll start making parts for uh, for other people, which uh, launched us into doing everything from uh, radiator hoses and battery cables, spark plug wires, stand belts, WITEC clamps, heater hoses, uh, basically uh, the rubber products under the hood, the door data plates, the buck tags, engine tags, carb tags, axle tags, and uh, and then, of course, uh, the stripe kits uh, for the Mach 1s, Boss 302s, uh, Cougar Eliminators, uh, Torino uh, laser stripes, and then ultimately it uh, led into the Marty Reports. Okay, now you uh, let me back up for a second. You went to the buck plates, okay? So that's basically the data plate that's either screwed to the to the uh, either the inside of the fender well or to the front of the core support. You actually stamp those things too, because they're reverse stamped, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, they are, and uh, we actually have the original uh, addressograph graph equipment uh, that was used to make those. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, and we've had some amazing finds through the years. Uh, we've really been uh, uh, fortunate with. Uh, with the equipment, gives us the ability to uh, reproduce everything down to the uh, to exacting detail. Okay. Now, would you say that um, you know, in terms of reproduction stuff, because there's a lot of stuff that's not that good. You know, I mean, how, what do you, what do you say to somebody when they're restoring a car, and you know, they're I mean. Let's break it down. So you got a concourse quality car slash thoroughbred quality. You've got your street restoration or reconditioning, and then you just got, uh, you know, you slapped it together kind of deal. I mean, right. so there basically is three grades of reproduction parts. Would that be fair to say? Uh, yeah, I think it uh, that would be fair to say. Okay. Yep. And so, But for the difference in money, you know, wouldn't you recommend the people just pay a few extra bucks and just to get the stuff that's closest to, re- closest to original as possible? Yeah, I, I think the best example I can give you is uh, you know, back when uh, when uh, our oldest son was uh, and I were restoring a car for him to drive, uh, we, we bought a little 66 Mustang. We, we bought a rear bumper for that car and put it on the car. Now, uh, to remind everybody, uh, we live in Arizona. That means it doesn't rain much. Uh, we put that rear bumper on the car, and after it had rained about two times, uh, the water running off of the uh, uh, the uh, trunk onto the bumper had actually worn through the chrome, and you could see the copper plating underneath it. Uh, so for, for saving 20 to $30 on a part, we had a part that wasn't even good after one year. Uh, you might as well spend the extra... Uh, spend the extra money to have a vehicle that uh, will hold up a lot better. Uh, it, it's like... Uh, when I was a kid, when I first bought my first set of tires for my car, I bought the absolute cheapest tires, and in six months I was back at the uh, store buying another set of tires. And after six months I was buying another set, and I started thinking, I don't want to live here at this store. Uh, so I decided to step up, and I spent twice as much money for the tires, but they lasted six, seven times as long. Case in point, you get what you pay for, right? Exactly right. Now, I understand also you're an avid collector of very rare for, let's just say memorabilia, is that a right way to determine? And you've got this little special museum that you have that you built in, on your property, and you have uh, little functions there. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, my uh, uh, my wife and I have a have a museum that we uh, uh, put together. Uh, basically, when you walk in it, it looks like a uh, showroom. A Ford, it looks like a Ford dealership from 1970. Yeah, it's got all the banners that were hanging in there. It's got a dial phone on the wall. It's got... Uh, all of the original test equipment that would have been a, in a Ford dealership at that time, all of the counter displays, 
Uh, there's even a Coke machine uh, in there. There's an avocado refrigerator. We remember those uh, if we're old enough. Uh, there's there's an old Philco Ford uh, color TV sitting over in one corner. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's just been a collect. I've amassed these uh, items for the past 30 years. In fact, uh, if I could, I'd, I'd I'd like to tell you what I think is a funny story about sure. one of those items. The uh, yeah, so uh, I, I didn't get married until I was uh, uh, about 33. The, uh, I was busy having fun with my cars and such, and uh, but then uh, I met my wife Shelley, and we wound up uh, getting married. We were uh, going to honeymoon on the uh, uh, the Oregon coast. As we're uh, driving along the Pacific Coast Highway, there, uh, I see an old Ford dealership, the exact kind of place that typically has this kind of stuff, and and I knew. Okay, I, I'm on my honeymoon. Do not turn your head. And yet I kind of glanced over with my eyes. Well, my wife, with, without batting an eye, said, yes, we can stop there. And uh, I found a rotunda uh, oscilloscope there. So uh, bless her heart. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, grateful to uh, – can you find a better wife than that? No, no. <laughs> and say hi to your lovely wife, Shelly, because she is a sweetheart. I've met her many times. Yeah, she is. Uh, uh, we really, uh, we really appreciate being able to do what we do for, uh, for everybody. There's uh, nothing better to than being able to do what you enjoy and getting paid for it. Well, you do an excellent service for those of us in the Ford community. I mean, we are really, really very fortunate. Now, I, I can say that I had the good fortune of meeting Lois Eminger because she was in the 57 Thunderbird Club, so I knew her back in the 70s. Oh, sure. And uh, in fact, the original paperwork on some of the cars that I had back in the day, um, I still have the original Le- Lois Eminger papers. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Ford, uh, like the, it was like the, the kind of like a, a window sticker type of thing. You know, it was sheet one, two, and three. And I think she would save the ones that were the internals. And, right. Uh, yeah, it was the billing copies that Ford retained. Right, right. That, that now, let me, the dealer. do you have those? Do you give those off? Or do you just uh, send those? Or do you just give them like, basically those uh, um, sheets that you provide for them? And then there's different degrees of that, too, right? Yeah, no, we actually, uh, 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 I also uh, knew Lois for a, uh, uh, a long time, not since the 70s, but I, I met Lois in uh, uh, about the mid-80s. We became uh, became friends, and uh, and every time I'd have uh, business at uh, Ford, I'd always uh, go by her place and help her sort things out. I mean, uh, it, you remember, she she was just one of those frail little ladies that right. probably weighed 90 pounds wet, and, uh, and yet she'd heave these huge, heavy boxes filled with paper uh, around in order to be able to uh, pull an invoice out to uh, to sell to somebody, and I'd help her uh, uh, get it organized uh, back each, uh, uh, everything back in place uh, when I'd uh, go visit there. And with time, we started talking about I, I got uh, I got to know her well enough that we started being able to talk about the realities of life. Like, okay, you're not going to be here forever. What's going to happen to these invoices? Because I knew she didn't have uh, she didn't have children of her own. She had a stepson, but uh, he wasn't real interested in cars and she said, well, um, maybe I should sell them to you. And eventually that's what uh, uh, she actually called me before before she died, and we, uh, you know, we made arrangements. So, you know, you know, we secured those. That's uh, millions of invoices, uh, millions of original invoices on uh, Ford cars. So we have those in addition to the Marty reports. That's super. Hey, Kevin, stick around for a minute. I think we've got another one of our uh, Ford comrades uh, on the phone here. The next gentleman I got that's going to join us here, join Kevin and myself, is uh, a former editor to Mustang Monthly, and he now has his own website. It's called 
autorestermod.com. It's actually uh, like a YouTube how-to video thing. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. Jeff Ford to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Jeff, are you there? Did we lose him? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jeff, are you there? Hello? See if he's still on the line, Cedric. We can go do our little thingy thing. I guess he's got to call him back. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to call him back. With okay, us. no problem. And then do the little intro thing, too, Cedric. Hi, this is Chip Ganassi. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Kevin, are you there? I'm still here. Okay, I thought we lost you for a second. Anyway, he's trying to get Jeff on the phone right now. So anyway, but did, did you have any idea back in the day when you made a deal with uh, Lois that the Kevin Marty report take off like it did? No, I don't think... Uh, uh, I, I thought it would be for uh, the uh, few nerds uh, you know, out there like me. I mean, I, I was just always uh, one of those computer nerds in uh, in school, and I never envisioned it. We didn't call it the Marty Report. It's just people started calling it that, just like people started calling them Eminger invoices. Lois didn't call them that. It's just one of those names that uh, kind of took on life on its own. Okay. Uh, the uh, uh, so now you just some of that stuff you don't you don't plan. It's just kismet. So now you, but so when you say it's got all from '67 to uh, 2000 watts. Yeah, we go through 2007 right now. We're working on securing even later, uh, the uh, uh, later data. Uh, with time, that'll come. That's cool. But you also have the trucks too, right? Oh, trucks too. I, I, I'm surprised at uh, that. Was one of those when Ford tried giving me the data original? Well, tried giving me. That's not the right way I, to put it. Uh, uh, when they were gracious enough though to uh, to make this arrangement. Uh, they told me I had to take the truck data, and I didn't want to because computers were so small uh, back then. I, I had a hard enough time transferring all the data. It's funny to think that it took 16 hours to transfer all the data out of the Ford database into the laptop computer I had with me. That's how slow everything was back then. But they told me I had to take the trucks, and I begrudgingly did. And I'm glad that they made me do that because little did I know how enthusiastic the truck guys are out there. Oh, that's it's huge, especially the guy with the vintage Broncos yeah. and, the, and the F100s. Absolutely. Hey, I think we got Jeff hanging on the line. Uh, let me take a, a second here to introduce our next guest here. Like I said before, he is the former editor of Mustang Monthly Magazine, and he currently has his own website. It's called autorestermod.com, which is actually kind of like a big YouTube video thing he's got going on. So I'd like to welcome Jeff Ford to the to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Jeff, are you there? I hope so this time. You this time? We lost you. <laughs> Jeff, say hi to Kevin. Kevin's on the other line, too. Oh, Kevin and I have known each other for forever. How you doing, Kevin? Uh, Jeff, I'm good. How you been? Oh, doing really well, man. I wanted to say something about Kevin's stuff, because I've been, I've been listening to the show and actually watching you streaming on uh, on the Internet. Super. And um, Kevin's got some awesome stuff. I've used his products for years. Uh, gotten several of the reports from him on cars that we've done in the past with Mustang Monthly, and uh, he has an awesome product. And with his engineering background, the parts he makes and sells are top notch. Uh, stripe kits are among the best. I really have to say that we're going to be redoing a '72 Mach One here in the near future, and I'll probably be tapping Kevin for the stripe kit because it's just better than the stuff I see coming out of other places. So. Well, that's good. That's good. He no. didn't pay me for that. That's actually an unsolicited. Uh... <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? You know what, Jeff? Uh, you know, we have known each other for so long. I was thinking you should dump Vinny, and we're both getting so great. You can rename the uh, uh, your show Auto Resto Mods. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that. I don't know how the mustache would go over for mod, though. <laughs> oh well, I don't know. My grandma had a mustache. <laughs> 
I'm not going to talk about my grandma. She's dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, tell us a little bit about what you do, what you got going on. Now, you were the former editor for Mustang Monthly, so right. and you're a car guy. You know what I, I didn't get in your bio? What was your first car? My first car was a 1972 Grand Torino Sport Fastback that could pass anything but a gas station. All right, good. I like that. I had a 72 Ranchero. Oh, yeah. Nice cars. One of my best friends in Texas, he had a 72 Ranchero, so that's kind of how we got uh, we got hanging out together because he had the Ranchero and I had the, the Grand Torino, so we would trade parts and all that kind of stuff. So you you went to school and you became a graphic uh, designer, correct? Yeah, that was actually what I went to school for and then uh, kind of stumbled my way into being the editor for Mustang Monthly. Okay, and you did that for how many years? A long time, right? Oh, uh, up until two, uh, from 96 to 2004. Okay, were you like the technical editor? I mean, because there's different editors in different aspects of the magazine. So which which was your forte? I was actually the editor for the magazine. Mark Houlihan, who is still with Mustang Monthly, uh, or with the, the publishing group that owns that group or owns that magazine now, uh, he was actually my technical editor. And Mary Jean Weshey, who is now the editor for Mustang Times, was my managing editor. That's Keith's wife? Yes. Or- or Kevin, what's his name? Keith. It was one of the Weshies, because I remember uh, there was two brothers, or three brothers, and they had Shelby's back in the 70s. Yes, to Shelby, and I believe, I don't remember now, I, I don't remember his name, to be honest with you, because I'm getting at sometimes things that I'm sure that Kevin's pretty familiar with. Okay, well, that's cool. So anyway, so now what do you got going on? You got this uh, auto resto mod thing going on, this video thing, so tell us about that. Yeah, we've been doing that since 2010. We've got uh, about 140 videos up right now. We were stupid enough to actually think that we should put a video up a week and uh, still manage to do that. We do take a few breaks here and there, but overall we try to put up about 48 videos a year. Um, So like I said, we're right now at about 140 videos, 42 as of this coming Thursday, tomorrow. Um, Focusing on how-to restoration, basically we're taking the how-to articles from the car magazines and putting them to video because I kind of figured that you know, if you could tell a tech story in, in 18 photos, what would 24 frames a second do for you? We yeah. go really in-depth. We do everything, do a little bit of GM, do a little bit of Ford. Haven't gotten off into the Mopar stuff yet, but uh, we're always looking around our local area up here in the Carolinas for uh, a Mopar that we can do some things to. Well, i got to tell you, i watched a number of your videos, uh, you know, here and there, and the quality in terms of, when I say that, the quality of the video, in other words, from the tutorial standpoint, you know, learning is mm-hmm. very good. I mean, you go into a lot of detail. It's pretty self-explanatory if you have any mechanical knowledge whatsoever. I mean, it's informative, you know what I mean? And right. uh, And really, you know what? It's worthy of a TV show. You should do that. Well, yeah, it's one of those kind of things where we haven't met a studio executive that was uh, unslippery enough for us to feel comfortable around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I don't mean that in a bad way. And we haven't, we haven't been approached by a TV group yet. Um, we actually have only been approached by people with YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. And the contracts, when I read them, and I have a lady that I know that uh, that works out of Virginia that works in media, actually, I send contracts to her, and, and she just sends back big nopes across them and things like that because of the way they're worded. Uh, they tend to want to take everything that we've worked so hard to build over the last few years and um, you know just take it away from us and then just make us get a paycheck out of it. And so it's it's kind of hard for me to let go of it because it's my baby and it's probably to my detriment in some degree because it's something that I feel very passionate about and that I don't want to turn it into, you know, the Honey Boo Boo show or whatever, you know, and just it's all drama and no and no teaching because 
that's really what I'm into. I'm really into teaching folks how to work on their cars because so many guys out there, I see so much stuff done by what we like to term Dick Doofus on these cars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where you see something, for instance, I'll just give you a small example. The 67 Mustang Fastback that you've probably seen on the show. Right. When I picked that car up, it had factory power steering on it. And the owner of the car had, in some enlightened way, decided that the ram valve needed to go where the inner tie rod mounts, and the tie rod needed to go where the ram valve mounts. Okay. So it was all out of place. And those kind of things, we keep seeing them. It's not like we just see them occasionally. Every car we, we work on, we find things that just absolutely astound. Uh, and fortunately for us, in some respects, the cars that come in here are awful because we, we don't seem to be able to get a car that we go, hey, wow, that fell right on the car. And it's not because of the part a lot of times. A lot of times it's because of what Dick Doofus did to the car before <laughs> we got a hold of it. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. You can't laugh at that. You need to get out of here because that's funny Okay, <laughs> I can't. That's just funny. Okay, I got it. But anyway, all right. Well, now, how long do your videos usually last? They're usually, what uh, thirty minutes, something like that. We typically do about a twenty-minute video. Again, okay. trying to keep it within the range of a thirty-minute TV show because your typical American TV show now is running about uh, twenty to twenty-two minutes of actual video time on a thirty-minute show. So I figure without, you know, sending a guy, if a guy sits down and he says, I've got 20 minutes that I can spend on this, if you start going for 45 minutes or an hour, most people on YouTube give up after about 20 minutes. Uh, they may come back to it, but initial watch, they won't stick with the video. We've actually got guys that are now watching us on Google TV. Um, we've got a couple of guys that say that, that basically we're their Oprah. Every, every Thursday, the guys get together in their garage <laughs> and they sit down and they watch the show. <laughs> hey, Robert, could I jump in and tell sure. Jeff something about his Yeah, videos? yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you, I watched one that he did. Uh, I, I've got a car uh, that I was working on that uh, they had done uh, power window conversion, and I had some problems with it. I go to this uh, uh, website, Auto Resto Mod, and he's got uh, – He's got this door, but you really get to see how it works because these guys are so serious, they actually cut the skin off of the outside of the door so you could actually see inside to watch as his hand reaches inside. Because, you know, normally it's like working in a blind hole trying to work on a, a window regulator for a car, but uh, Jeff and Vinny have done such a good job. I mean, these guys are so serious about it, they actually say, okay, we're going to sacrifice this door here so somebody can really see how this works. Well, that's that's where I was going with this. I mean, I was pretty impressed to how detailed your 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 videos are. I mean, they're pretty, you know, you could actually literally learn from them because the whole thing's there. That's what's so cool about it. Yeah, we try to make it that way. I mean, we've got a number of people we work with. We've got a guy over in Georgia uh, called Mustang Central. Uh, Alan Shepley and the crew over at Mustang Central are gracious enough to let us come in there and bungle around in their shop for a couple of days and shoot video with them. And uh, that was Alan Shepley that actually cut the shell off the door. I went over, and I'm kind of scuffing my foot on the floor, and I said, Alan, can we maybe have a door and just cut the skin off of it? And he goes, yeah, sure, let me go get one. And so he was actually the guy who said, why don't we shoot this on video, because I think it would be really cool to show the guys that we're cutting this door apart. And then I had one guy from somewhere else just get all apoplectic about the fact that we cut apart a really good door. You mean a real dick doofus? Yeah, we were being dick doofuses on that, but that was okay. I don't care who you are. That's funny, right? <laughs> 
Almost, almost had it. <laughs> but, but anyway, hey, who 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 can't like uh, Larry the Cable Guy? But anyway, well, let me ask you this: When you uh, did started doing this, did you do you sell like CDs and stuff like that? I mean, does are because we haven't. Well, since we're really a one, I'm honestly a one man band. Uh, Vinny is full time with a telecommunications company. Uh, our camera operator is a is an 18 year old high school student. His wife runs the other camera. Uh, she works at a bank. And the video production and editing is all handled by myself uh, out of my office over our quote-unquote studio, which is actually my garage. Okay. So um, I just haven't really had time before now. Now, we just finished up a series on the T5 rebuild that I'm planning to go back over to Alan Shepley's place and get some more video for that and produce a DVD series to put for sale, hopefully at places like National Parts Depot up in Ocala. Um, because I think that that's one of those kind of things where I'd like to do the T5, I'd like to do a four-speed, uh, you know, and do a few transmission and, and differential rebuilds because I think that those are more meaty subjects. And we actually spent, I think, three or four on both of those topics. Right now we're doing a Unisteer rack in a 67 Mustang hardtop, this last series of videos that we did the last weeks. And... That one is one that I might even talk about doing a DVD on, just simply because we go into the whys and what fours of steering as well as putting the rack in the car. What would you say, I mean, do you actually get emails and get requests to do videos on certain uh, certain topics, certain aspects of repairs? Oddly enough, the car that's downstairs is a viewer's car. Um, he lives up in Columbia, South Carolina. We're actually in Aiken, South Carolina, uh, just across the border from Augusta, Georgia. And he contacted us saying, what kind of rack would you recommend? And I'm sitting here after getting off the phone with Brian at Unisteer, and uh, he, had, he was sending us a rack. He says, if you've got a 67, see if you can put this in a car. <laughs> okay. Look at this big box. It's like, you know, it's almost as tall as I am. Weighs like a Mack truck because of all the packing materials in it. And I'm kicking it every couple of days. So I'm thinking, well, yeah, we can do that. So the guy brings the car down. We're now working on his car. So, yes, we, we will also take requests from viewers if a guy says, hey, I'd like to see how to do this. Like, we now have a request in for a convertible top install. Uh, but that's something I've never done, and we're having a hard time finding a shop willing to let us come in and spend a couple of days shooting a video with them on it. So we we do work toward that end, though. If a guy writes in and requests something, if we have not already performed that uh, job on a car, we will definitely go in and do it for them. What's the most requested uh, repair that people want to see? Or what's which one do you get the most feedback out of? The most feedback is probably coming from the sheet metal work. I mean, okay. obviously, any old muscle car is probably going to need sheet metal stuff. We had a big request from guys when we did the quarter panel install with uh, Mustang Central on a 69 Camaro. We had a big response off of that with guys wanting to see it done with panel adhesive. Ooh. And I'm not real crazy about putting a panel on a car that's a unitized chassis with panel bonding adhesive. Yes, I know jet airplanes are put together with them, but this ain't no jet airplane. So we went back down to Allen's and did a uh, a skinning job on the 69 Fairlane wagon that we're working on that's going to be our video vehicle. And that was probably one where we had a good bit of requests for some panel adhesive video. And then um, behind that, probably suspension and steering stuff, which is kind of why we're going into this series with the rack and pinion. Okay. Well, hey, guys, we're just about out of time. So real quickly, one more time, Jeff, go ahead and plug your thing. And then, Kevin, you do yours. And then we'll plug National Parts Depot because Rick Schmidt's a good friend of all of ours. Yeah, Rick's a great guy. Super fella. All right, Um, go ahead, Jeff. 
Uh, my website's www.autorestomod.com, and we also are on YouTube. Just look us up under Auto Restomod. Okay, Kevin? Uh, the website is www.martiauto.com. That's M-A-R-T-I auto.com. Okay, super. Now, obviously, National Parts Depot, which one do you guys want to do it? You want to do it together? Or one, two, three, all? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, National Jeff. National Parts Depot is npdlink.com. Ask me how I know. We get a ton of our parts from there. Super people to work with. They are huge supporters of the hobby. If you can buy from them, buy from them because they support all of us. Kevin, do they have some of your stuff? Uh, yes, they sure do. They are they're a good customer of ours. We appreciate uh, we appreciate their work. Okay, well, super. Hey, I want to thank both you guys for hanging out here at Nostalgic Video and Cars. I will see you guys at some of the car shows. Don't forget, National Parts Depot is right here in Ocala. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Video and Cars, the most fascinating and legendary names of motorsports. Be sure and check out our show every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Tell your friends. Check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Like us on Facebook. Don't forget the car shows, okay? This weekend, Moultrie. Next weekend, Turkey Rod Run. Cammie Edelbrock at Hot Rods and Hogs in Fort Myers. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you at some of the races. Take care. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.